This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. There are two types of teams in the world. Teams that can score goals and teams that can't. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into Achtung Millwall which is the number one Millwall podcast, and my name is Nick Hartz. The Lions entered this shootout week with nine vital survival points at stake. They leave it with just one claimed. Yesterday's 2-1 loss at Rotherham has been described as catastrophic. So it is. Where does it leave us? In the lurch top of Boot Hill, waiting for the car to arrive. As the ancient Greek mothers would tell their sons when they left for battle. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Either come back carrying a shield or laying on it. Well, excuse me a moment whilst I shift my arras as the shield handle is sticking to my back a bit.
today's show covers the entire story of the week in Millwall's survival gunfight, which ended, of course, in a bloody mess. First up on today's show, we rewind a few days back to last Tuesday night and the den. We're going to follow that with some comment from our new voice, Matt. Then fast forward to yesterday's dreadful display at Rotherham. And then we'll finish the show with a little bit of post-match comment between myself and Craig Griffiths. Here we are, muted. Colburn Lane, what am I talking about? <laughs> Where did that come from? There's a muted Zampa Road. Welcomes the Andrew Gladiators to tonight's Tuesday night Grimfest. Millwall play Sheffield Wednesday, as we all know. By the time you hear this, you'll know the result as well. But at the moment, hope it is springing eternal still. Um, tonight's team news. Yeah, we've got Ford in goal, Abdu in his right-back position, Alan Dunn, central with Josh Hulvelt, Harding over on the left. Then in front of the defence, you've got Tong and Williams. Up front, Wolford Fabrini in like a bullet for Taylor Fletcher after that scintillating performance last Saturday in the 0-0 draw against Fulham. Out goes onto the bench, Aidan O'Brien. And Lee Gregory again starts up front. Um, no place in the squad, interestingly, for Stefan Meyerhofer, who I believe has been launched from French Guiana to go and get um, Ricardo Fuller's ball back. Um, Alex is speculating on the uh, news of Den that Hoff may be injured, possibly air sickness, or maybe his foundations have become damp in the, in the recent rain. I don't know. Achtung, Mehlball. Critical week for the Lions, of course. So, I mean, we, we pulled off a draw Saturday. Could have been a win, should have been a win, some might say, and if it was, it's a point. Win tonight will be absolutely fantastic. Is it possible? Could it be? This is a fairly decent Sheffield Wednesday side. They're mid to upper table, so we're going to be up against it. I think they've got, they've, I just see a stat, they've conceded the least possible, the least goals in the division. Not the least possible goals, that'd be zero for the season. But they've certainly conceded the least goals per game over the course of the season. That doesn't bode well for our toothless strike force. Paltry crowd in there, incidentally, listeners. Um, it's grim. Tuesday night's grim. Away we go. Mill attacking the uh, the way end, as usual. Sheffield Wednesday be attacking the cold blow in the first half. Nice little, nice little chest layoff by a GTF there to Fabrini mid-stride. He seems to be um, more involved. Maybe he'd had a bad night on Saturday, Saturday, Friday night. Saturday afternoon, maybe just didn't fancy it. Might have had a bit of a hangover, I don't know. What yet? Looking a bit brighter down the first five minutes. And we're all seeking him out here. I'll stay with it whilst I'm talking to you. Back to Fabrini. Outside the penalty area. Fabrini doing his usual. Wizardario. I don't know if that's Italian for Wizardrug. I was going to look it up after my piece last week. And Sheffield Wednesday bring it away. Wizardario. 
Nice work from GTF again there. Six minutes gone, I've praised him more than I did in the whole game last Saturday. Sheffield Wednesday 9 is a big bloke, he's a big boy. He's got some kind of Buddhist-style haircut, like a, a top knot, but round the back, you know, that kind of look. It's giving him like a sensitive look, but it's strangely odds with the lumpy type of body that this bloke's got. Something quite odd about a gentleman with a sensitive haircut, one that implies he might read the writings of the Buddha, Gautama, Prince Gautama, who relinquished all of his material worldly goods, and yet it looks like he also knows his way to the bar and doesn't mind getting a pint in. Something slightly odd, odds with that, I fear. It offends my sensibilities. I did see one of Alex's stats was a uh, aerial combat uh, matchup, which I'll dig out for you in a minute. So, there was so much information on the infographic thing that I printed off that I know it's going to come down. It's going to give you so much in a way of statistics, listeners. So much in a way of info. And so I've become overloaded by it. It's a bit like having the whole, whole wide internet jammed into your head. Like the, like the aerial from the TV's gone straight into your brain and you've got constant information signals and then you can't think of anything to say. Well, ten minutes in, listeners, Mill not made a bad start. Um, Sheffield Wednesday had a couple of dead ball chances, I suppose. We, we've not looked too bad going forward. We've had a couple of opportunities to get crosses in. So it's a brightish start. Here's the stat I was trying to find, listeners, earlier on from Alex's infographic. Here goes Taylor Fletcher. Passes your man like a, like a knife through butter there. Nice stuff. Oh, Sean Gold was blocked there. Nice stuff there from GTF. He's looking quite bright tonight, listeners. Crowd getting behind him. Nice stuff. Yeah, so um, Aerial Battles 1. This is from Alex's infographic page, which is like a, an absolute torrent of information. But we're up against the side that's won 4.6. I don't know 4.6 what of anything, but anyway, 4.6 Aerial Battles 1. And we've won 2.2 Aerial Battles. I don't know if that's per game or... I don't know how it's been assessed, actually. It's a stat that looks impressive, and the more you think about it and look at it, you wonder what the bloody hell it's all about. Same with past success. 70, I suppose that's percentage points here. 70.6 past success for them. 77.4% for us. But then we do pass the ball about a lot going nowhere, so possibly that's quite true. Um, anyway, I'm not sure what I'm, I, I'm not sure why I raised that aerial battle point now. It sounds like the kind of thing that we should be uh, really taking up with the Russians off the coast of Cornwall at the moment, doesn't it? Mill pressing well. Tackling midfield has been quite tight so far. Got a Fabrini Menya. That was, that was a feint in midfield akin to Pele in 1970. I don't think he meant it, actually, but it looked fantastic. Isn't that art, though? Sometimes you have a happy accident. That's a nice crossing from Jimmy Abdu. Lee Gregory controls well. He's got it wide on the right-hand side. Can't find the pass. Nice tackle by GTF. Nice feint by GTF. Unlucky. Draws the free kick. Nice work by Gary Taylor Fletcher. GTF. I've gone through hate to love. Wow. Fifty Shades of Grey time, isn't it? He hurt us on Saturday, but he's, he's giving us pleasure tonight. Must have been stung by my words of criticism. Must have tuned in to Actung Millwall, which is the number one Millwall podcast, as you know, listeners. You know that, don't you? 20 minutes, and we're as on Saturday. I'll say it then. I, I said it then. I'll say it again. We're on the brink of being not bad side here. GTF is looking a much, much better player tonight so far. Anyway, lovely turn there by Martin Wolf. That's into the danger zone. Beautiful dipping low cross. No one in there. Beautiful turn by... Wolford. Fantastic ball from Vibrini for up. Off the line. Harding. Shot blocked. Gregory shot blocked. GTF shot blocked. Harding shot blocked. Fantastic passage of play. 
Like every man for himself in the Sheffield Wednesday defence there. A couple of golden opportunities there for Millwall. Not taken again, listeners. Oh, dear. 21 minutes. Line starting brightly. They're going well. Incidentally, for all you end product junkies out there, that was a fantastic through ball by Diego Fabrini to find Lee Gregory at the start of that little passage of prey. Just saying. Beautiful! Wolford ball in. Backheel. Can you believe that, listeners? Backheel by GTF. I thought it got in for a moment, hence my um, ejaculation there. Um, it went wide of the post. It went wide of the post. Lovely little ball, lovely little move. And the audacity of the back heel was something to behold. Fantastic stuff. Love it. 23 minutes gone, 24 coming up. Some nice movement by Mill. That was a beautiful little jink there by Diego Fabrini. Oh, the lovely stuff. Out wide to Abdu. Gets the cross in. It's over the, headed over away by the defence. That's a Harding on the left. Ball back in there. Shot on goal by GTF. Unlucky. That's the second good effort he's had there. That looked like it was about a yard or so wide of the far post from where I'm sitting. Good move, Millwall. GTF's been much, much more involved tonight, listeners. He's uh, just run the ball out from defence and played a nice pass, perceptive pass forwards. He really is putting a shift in tonight. So whatever we said on Saturday, I think I've got to withdraw my previous remarks. Gentlemen of the jury will ignore my previous remarks. Will Justice Hart. That's the 30-minute mark. Um, some fantastic opportunities spurned by the line so far. The creativity to produce them has been very, very welcome. Um, obviously, still, we haven't put the ball in the net. I don't know when it was that we last scored a, a decent goal. Um, but that said, we're looking quite sharp. So that's something we haven't seen in a while as well. Movement. J, uh, GTF just made a, a run from wide left. It was a, a free kick in deep in the middle half. He made a run from wide left central, calling for it all the way. He didn't get it. <laughs> didn't get the ball but it was the imagination of the run we just haven't seen that kind of imagination in oh I don't know when was the last time that Steve Morrison played at his high I suppose opportunity for Sheffield Wednesday the, the 48's got the ball jinky and turning can he get a shot on goal it's scuffed gone behind for a corner they haven't shown much listeners 36 minutes gone they haven't shown a huge amount um, but you do get a sense that one chance is all they're going to need because we probably need about 10 chances and they only need the one. There's the Buddhist, the number nine. Well, he's playing ball there, surely. Ball through, ball loose, and he put it over. I skied it. That was an open goal. Looked like from here that the number nine, the Buddhist type, had handballed it. The crowd called it, didn't get it, and it fell back to the, um, I don't know what he is, striker, midfielder, who put a ball high over the bar when the goal was gaping open for him. That should have been a goal. Jimmy Abdu just escorted the ball out over on the far right hand, by the far right hand uh, corner. Like a man born to the role of right back. He's looking very comfortable in the role, listeners. There was some talking on the news at Den as to the dilemma that Ian Holloway has for that position. Well, I think Jimmy's taking a case of that's that's his his spot until the uh, first choices come back at least. Sheffield Wednesday, a bit of an attack here, 40 second minute, 43rd, a shot from distance, brilliantly blocked, brilliantly blocked by Ford there. That was fantastic work by David Ford, that was a decent shot, low and hard, and he got down well to save that, 43 minutes on the clock. There's a half-time whistle, Millwall nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil, it doesn't tell the full story that half, because I think Millwall played very, very well. Um, in, in phases they played well, in other phases they've been pushed out of it slightly, but... That said, Mill have carved out some really good golden opportunities in the half, and that is a, a, a major step forwards. Um, GTF looking quite sharp tonight. He's faded a little bit as the half's gone on, but maybe we'll see a resurgence of that in the second half. We'll be back very, very shortly. Achtung, Millwall.
Second half underway. Sheffield Wednesday kick us off, attacking the away end. Bill will be attacking the cold blow lane end, as is traditional, listeners. Looks like Wolford's coming out of the game, and 22 is Aidan O'Brien. Indeed, Aidan O'Brien. I thought he did well on Saturday for us, so it'd be interesting to see what he can do tonight. This is a game that is winnable, listeners. Wolford, I think, took a bit of a knock early on in the game and um, possibly hasn't looked right since. There is Fabrini and O'Brien on the attack. Fabrini getting criticised a little effort for selfishness. He plays a beautiful ball in towards Gregory. Floats it across, it's O'Brien in front of goal. Oh, GTF has it punched off his head. O'Brien down in the penalty area. That was another opportunity there. 51 minutes, listeners. Good break. Arguably, Fabrini should have played the ball earlier to, to O'Brien. As it was, there was a clear-cut opportunity at the end of it, so we'll pass on that. Here comes Sheffield Wednesday, though. Over to the nine. He cuts inside. They've still got the ball, the 31. Little one-two. It's a goal. Fucking hell. That is heartbreaking, listeners. Fucking passing move, a one-two in around the box. The uh, Who's got it? The nine got it. The, the Buddhist bloke. Fucking hell. 1-0 Sheffield Wednesday, 53 minutes, Mill got a corner. And it comes near post, it's glanced across off the line. 60th minute and uh, you've got to say that the stuffing has been rather knocked out of the stadium by that goal. Uh, Mill are looking very much second best for me now, following on from that goal. Here comes Sheffield Wednesday again as I'm speaking, there's a cross in that hit Puyavelt and, and, and rebounds away. Um, but no, we, we do look like we've had the, um, the wind taken of ourselves somewhat. Can we come back from this? It'll be a big test now, big test. Having ragged air about us all. Dunn's just put in an awful... I think it was meant to be a cross, but it was an awful ball. It was to no one over by the corner flag um, from the fairly central position. And the, the place is feeling a little bit flat. I, I feel it in myself, listeners. The wind has been taken out of ourselves. As I've said, trying not to accept defeat, but blimey, it's hard. We've seen this so many times this season. Gregory coming out of the game, like Miguel Gway, who must have sorted his body fat issues out, coming into the game. Um, 62 minutes, let's see what difference that makes. Gregory's not looked great up front. Um, opportunities against Burn, so um, another roll of the dice. Gway, of course, the man who got that last, last minute goal at the uh, game at Hillsborough earlier on in the season. A repeat of that would be nice tonight. I'm trying to keep the dead, the dead acceptance out of my voice, listeners. I know that one of the secrets of being a salesman is every time you make a cold call or knock on a new door or meet a new person, you're trying to keep out the tone in your voice that says, I know you're not going to buy my stuff. And here I am trying to sell my podcast to you. Why should you listen to me when every time I come up, it's the same old, same old. So I'm trying to keep it upbeat, but it's hard, really, really hard. Here's Diego Fabrini. Actually, I'll try that again. It's Diego Fabrini. I think I said it was my guy Gway who came on. <laughs> it's Ricardo Fuller. <laughs> oh, dear. Why are you listening to this show, Mr. Z? <laughs> you do better tune into Lions Live Radio, I think. You get more accurate reporting out of them. Turn over, tune into them. Give it up. Here comes Sheffield Wednesday on the attack. Ball floated in towards the nine. This could be it. Bounce is clear. Well, we were just playing with three defenders now. It's exposing ourselves badly at the back, but we've got to do something to chase this game. 20 minutes left on the clock, 21 minutes. Ball bouncing around. 
Very clear. 20 minutes to rescue the game, listeners. Can it be done? GTF's not looked half the player he did in that first half in the second period, but then the team generally has been ragged. Where's in the sack? There's the nine. There's two goals. 2-0. Simple enough goal. The nine has been the difference between the two sides. He's a big... I took the mickey out of him. He's been a big, big striker for them. Both opportunities have been presented to him. He's taken. 2-0. There's 19 minutes left on the clock. We're done for, listeners. This, this game is out of reach now. People streaming for the exits here. There, Gray does enter for Jimmy Abdu. This is going to be another five-striker job now, I think, trying to get back into this game. We're chasing dreams, listeners. It ain't going to happen. I imagine this is the feeling that you must get if you're on death row, waiting for the execution to take place. You know it's going to happen. It doesn't seem to be right now, but there's no escaping it. Escaping it. Um, appeals don't seem to make much difference to you. Uh, you know that... A lawyer is probably trying to do something somewhere to get a pardon from the state governor, possibly even the president, but no one's really interested in you. You're going to get hung at some stage in the near future. Um, so you must get into a kind of like a zone where you accept it, I suppose. I'm always reminded of Jimmy Cagney in The Angels of Dirty Faces, where he goes to the electric chair, yelling and screaming and shouting. But a bit of a show I've put on for the priests so that the, the kids back in the in Brooklyn, don't don't go down the same road as he, as he does, but he didn't really mean it. He was he was going to go to the chair, spit in his eye. But this is not like that. At the moment, it's just a dull acceptance around here. This is no Jimmy Cagney. We're not screaming, shouting. We're not even caring much at the moment. Sheffield Wednesday breaking four on two, through to the seven, three nil, three nil. That was coming all the way. That break went forwards. That goal was coming, listeners. Three nil. 84th minute of the game, that is, well, it was that, that was that a 1-0, let alone a 3-0. Stadium empty and all around me now, listeners. Well, Saturday's trip up to Rotherham should be fun, listeners, shouldn't it? Looking forward to that one. We weren't going to score in a month of Sundays, that was quite a nice little cross in from Tong there. Um, quite hard, but parried at the near post by the goalkeeper. We've got less chance of scoring here than... <laughs> The undateables. <laughs> oh, you got to laugh. I'm sitting here miserable as fucking sin. You can hear what the crowd are thinking behind me. Or to the my right as I'm sitting here. And we still can't score a goal. Is that... Oh, that ain't a chance. No, it ain't a chance. Look about a chance for a moment then. Jesus Christ. Why do we do this? All day I've been working. All day. And you come out and you can't go home. You want to have your fucking dinner. Sit down with your, your missus, have a bit of quiet time together, and you come out because you have some bizarre, twisted loyalty and allegiance to a football club you followed all your life. Driven by what? Some allegiance to what? Something that repays you with this heap of shit. This is what you get for your, for your, for your loyalty and turning up. And all these people around me know we'll get, probably get, you know, some will have a pop at them for, for disloyalty, but Christ almighty, you can't blame them, listeners. You really can't. Referees have given every last second of this it's going to get played, even though we're, we've got less chance of a snowballs in the hill or coming back from 3-0 down, 3-1 down now. Mill 1, Sheffield Wednesday 3. What can we say that's new about that? Nothing. We've said it all already. It was disastrous performance by Millwall. Didn't take our chances when we were playing well and then got out-muscled and outplayed by a better side. So, deservedly, 3-1 down. Disastrous result. 
and some of us are off to Rotherham on, on Saturday. God help us. That's that. We'll back off these messages. All right, welcome back after the break, and we're talking to a new voice to the show. Big welcome to Matt. Thanks for coming on the show, Matt. No, I'm at all. Cheers, Nick. Well, we're talking about last night's utter, utter shambles, Matt. Um, 3-1 home defeat to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I don't really know where to start on this one, mate, do you? That's exactly what I was going to say, actually. I don't really know where to start with it. Um, I mean, we could start with the start of the game. Yeah. Um, and it was quite a good start for us. It um, was. And we actually had some chances. I thought we looked quite good in patches. Um, um, I mean, you and me were, you know, talking on the on the messages earlier on, and I, th- I think that yeah. almost makes it worse in a way. I, I was saying how, you know, I, I felt really depressed this morning when I woke up. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, I, I was trying to analyse why because I mean I've been around the track a few times. I, I know that um, you know you would have seen the relegation of two thousand five six and. That doesn't seem quite as bad as last night's match. I'd, I'd... I think there is something about the fact that we actually gave it a go last night, um, especially for the first half hour. I mean, after Saturday and uh, not getting anywhere near the goal, I mean, I think Fuller's shot that cleared the cold blow lane and summed up Saturday. It certainly did. Um, but uh, but the um, but last night we actually had a good few chances, and especially Gregory. I think he's played through. By Fabrini, I think that that was that was a chance. Like I think I'm confident Gregory scores that, um, and it's a different game. But well, I think confidence is the key word there. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, the confidence of the side is is utterly shot at the moment, mate. Isn't it? I mean, that I was watching the um, highlights. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube yet, but they've got some of the highlights on the Sheffield Wednesday YouTube channel. You're brave watching that, I, Well, I thought I'd do it just ahead of you and me talking, to be honest. <laughs> um, but it was a beautiful, <laughs> absolutely beautiful through ball from Fabrini that found Gregory. For that, there was an opening chance. The um, It was hooked off the line. Um, Fabrini put Gregory through. I think he should have done a lot better, in all honesty, at, at this level now. He's playing. He's not playing in the conference anymore. And the rebound fell to um, Taylor Fletcher. And that shot was hooked off the line. Massive opportunity spurned there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I know Ian Holloway says it a lot, but it probably would have been a different game if that had gone in. Um, we probably would have defended the lead. I mean, there's a number of chances as well. This is the, the second half, of the O'Brien chance. I haven't seen that again. But I couldn't believe he didn't score that. Well, that was, um, I mean, that was an interesting one because, again, Fabrini was at the heart of that. That was a... A run. I, I, some people around me were slating for Brini for not passing the ball sooner, um, so he was showing the selfishness yeah. that you know um, he gets criticised for. But that was a cross. I think actually found Gregory, and then Gregory put the cross on onto um, O'Brien's head, and that was cleared um, off the line and off off of uh, Taylor Fletcher's head as well after, uh, from the from the flick on. So some massive opportunities to score. I think we had about three good chances to get goals last night, which we didn't take. Yeah, and uh, even on the Sheffield Wednesday board, uh, I noticed somebody posted it on Pop earlier, and they were saying that we we absolutely they thought we absolutely battered them. Um, well, we we did, we did, and, didn't uh, we? In in the mix, in 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 the morning, in the morning after, you don't think about it because you just lost three one. But um, but yeah, I suppose we did give it a go more than I've seen all season, really. We we did batter them, and those points. I mean, when you watch, if you can bring yourself, uh, and the listeners can bring themselves to watch the highlights or lowlights, as I've seen them described, 
We we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did create some good chances there, Matt, but we didn't take them. And yeah, yeah. There's the difference. Yeah, yeah I mean, it does make it, it. It does mean we're getting closer, I suppose. It's closer than, <laughs> than uh, wait. Uh, it's a lot closer than Fuller's effort on Saturday. But... <laughs> Round about May, May the sixteenth, May the twenty third, we'll be scoring goals for fun. Trouble is, the season will be over, and we'll be <laughs> we'll be in League One, mate. Um, I mean. I, from, for, for me, the difference was this, and I don't know. I want to hear what you, you think about this because it, it struck me watching the uh, the uh, TV earlier on. Sheffield Wednesday looked powerful and strong when it came to these crunch moments. They someone made a point on House of Fun how when these opportunities, the ball was bouncing around their area, and they were getting bodies in there. They were doing anything they could to prevent us scoring, and yet when they came forwards, the same didn't happen at our end. We looked fragile, fragile in defence all night. Yeah. I think we looked the same against Fulham as well. I think every time Fulham went forward, I think a side of confidence would have punished us on Saturday as well. Totally. Um, and I, I didn't think they were that good a side, to be honest. Wednesday. I, I thought Sheffield Wednesday were quite poor. Uh, the, the difference I thought was I thought they, they knew what they were doing. Like they looked like they, they were told what to do when they went out, and yeah. they knew what they were doing. When Jimmy Abdu came over uh, after Holloway telling him three times what he wanted, uh, and he walked off. I think I said to you earlier on the message, I yeah. think that's the most confused I've ever seen a player, or, or I've seen a player since Nigel Spackman put Zach Whitbread at a left back. <laughs> he, he, he walked off like he didn't have a fucking clue what he was going on about. <laughs> and how do you expect players, how do you expect a team to have any confidence when the, the manager's sending them out there and they don't know what they're doing? I mean, what strikes me, I, I thought Abdu actually did as well as could be expected, given the the unfamiliar role that he's playing in. He's he's, he's not we've never seen him particularly as a right yeah. back, and he was getting forwards. Matt, I thought he did. He made a couple of runs, a couple of crosses were put in, and the man did the Jimmy yeah. Abdu. He did the Jimmy Abdu show, as I call it. You know, you get a certain level of performance yeah, out of him. He'll give his all. He'll give hundred percent wherever he's played. Wouldn't he? You could stick him up front. He wouldn't. He wouldn't score a goal in a million years, but he'd give his all still. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought he did, but he's, he's playing in an unfamiliar role. So to me, I mean, what do I, what do I know? What do we know? We're, we're just um, punters that walk into the, into the stadium. To me, you try and keep your format yeah. as, as simple as possible when you've got players out of position in unfamiliar roles. You try and keep it, you might even go to four four two. keep it dead simple and simple instructions. But clearly, changing the game halfway through, as, as Holloway seems want to do, you're going you're gonna to mess people's heads up in, in, in the course of the game. Yeah, exactly that. And I, I thought he, he didn't just change it once. He changed it a few times. Uh, Gary Taylor Fletcher, was he was over on the wing at one point, and yep. then he was moved back in. Uh, Jimmy was asked to push on. Williams came over and was asked to drop back in place of Jimmy. And, uh, I mean, I'm sitting in the stands. I haven't got a fucking clue what he's going on about. I, I don't know how the players have got any idea like where they should be standing. If I'm, and They're all shrugging their shoulders at each other. I, I sit right behind the dugout and I see a lot of the... I can see a lot of the players' reactions. And Michael Tong was another one yeah. who came over, had a little chat with Holloway, and he walked off just like he, he like a, a, a stranger had just spat on him. <laughs> he walked off like... He walked off just like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Like a stranger had walked past him and just like gobbed on God. him. And then before he knew it, he was like, what the fuck? What just happened? <laughs> it's... Uh, oh. they, they just didn't have a clue. And you can't keep changing it like, and expecting them to know what to do. No, you can't do that, and you can't keep blaming bad luck. I mean, I've written down the old blues song. If it wasn't for the bad luck, we wouldn't have no luck at all. And I think luck did play its part last night. But you you make your own luck in this game, don't you? And, you know, we, we 
we, we're not taking these chances. We, we, we've created chances we've not taken them. Sheffield Wednesday have attacked us, looked strong, powerful-looking side when they came forwards, and they've tucked away three pretty simple, straightforward chances from their point of view. And that's us fucked, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we were fucked once, once the first goal went in. It was, it oh, was, totally, yeah. No, it was... I, I thought, I actually thought it was a one-goal one game. I thought one, one goal would nick it, but the, the man of the goal came end-to-end, and so early, I thought, well, if we stuck at what we were doing... We, we could probably get back into the game. There was a chance we could get back into the game. But going three at the back, how many times does he want to play three at the back? I well, mean, it's not worked yet, is it? I mean, right, that, it, it, I, I, I can't understand how many times he wants to play it. I think there was, there's a saying, isn't there? Keep, if you keep doing the same experiment and expecting <laughs> a different outcome, then it's a sign of madness. <laughs> um, and this man absolutely epitomises madness because he keeps trying his three at the back and it never worked, ever. No, it hasn't worked yet, and I can't see it working in well for the remainder of the season if we keep trying it. Um, no. People on the balls, I'm just looking at one here, just one from Paul1568, he calls Holloway a busted flush. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm detecting from your, your tone of voice here, Matt, that you're no great fan of the man anymore. No, I mean, I think we all like, I think everyone was quite excited when he came here. I think everyone thought that, that that's, that's probably the most... I mean, it, I was saying earlier, even... even even my missus knew she knew who he was before yeah. he even came here. He had my, a... my missus don't know fuck all about football. <laughs> um, so, like... <laughs> I hope you're not listening, Mrs. Matt. <laughs> no dinner, no dinner for Matt tonight. <laughs> and the set, the settee beckons, mate. <laughs> <laughs> She's put the kids to bed. So she can't hear me. <laughs> I'm being brave. Yeah. <laughs> she even she knew who he was, and I was quite happy with that. That. That appointment, I thought that was a, that was a good signing for us. Yeah, and I honestly thought that because when when Lomas came and Sterlson said he didn't want to he didn't want a manager that was high on tactics, I thought it would be good to have a manager with tactics um, um, and with a bit of a game plan. But he just seems to overthink everything and think he's the sort of championship Pep Guardiola with like players we've sort of picked up from the supermarket equivalent of Lidl. <laughs> The, the little the little Guardiola, I like that one. I'm going to nick that one for future episodes. I like that line. Oh, dear. We, I mean, it, we, it was a shambles. The club's a shambles from top to bottom, it strikes me. I mean, the, the, the season is a, a litany of mistakes. You know, people on, on the message boards talking about the... Um, we, we didn't have a coach, a first-team coach, for some months. We thought we could do without a coach. Um, the, the players, I was looking at some of uh, the summer signings. Byron Webster's come in. Byron Webster's gone out again. Matthew Briggs came in yeah. the summertime and gone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you... you, you you have to look at the club from top to bottom. I, I, I personally don't like ever to coat or dig out John Berylson because he's basically the man that pays for it, and um, I don't see any value in, in yeah. biting the hand that feeds. But um, you do have to look at the administrators, the, 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 the people at the very top. Andy Ambler keeps coming in for a lot of criticism online. And you've got to question who makes these decisions, who's backing who here. You know, it, it, the club is just a shambles, man. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, I can't fault Berrison at all. I mean, the, the the season he came in, I think we just got rid of Peter de Savory, mm. and it looked really uncertain. It looked like we'd probably go back to sort of nineteen ninety six sort of time yeah. administration and that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got a lot of a uh, lot of respect for John Berrison and the money he's put in, but I, I think he's getting let down a lot by people below him, and not just not just Ambler. I mean, the the new bloke he's brought in. I know he's trying hard, but 
the Euroferry scenario. Williams, Alan Williams, um, yeah. The Valentine's, Valentine's yeah. Day trip round the den. I mean, who the fuck's <laughs> going to go on that? <laughs> you, well, you, you might you might need to next year after what you said about your missus there, mate. That might be a, that might be a, a, a treat next time. Um, yeah, no, I mean... The, the... <laughs> that's, that's a sure way that she'd leave me. <laughs> well, don't, don't do that one, I'll then. You, <laughs> I'll take you to this poor football club to show you around. <laughs> I mean, Roth- big game Rotherham, Saturday. Um, I've, I've written our, our last stand. I, if I... You know, I know that we've still got what about twelve games to go after the Rotherham match on 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 Saturday, but it's just looking increasingly bleak for me. And I don't like to dwell on the negative, but I, I, you just can't see where the results are going to come from. Yeah, yeah. On the one hand, I think we could because uh, I've slagged him off so much, and I've I, I come to the end of my tether with him, and I just think I've had enough of him. I want him out, um, and then we go and win the next two away games. And you turn up to the den and think it's going to change again, and then we're pissed poor. Mm. Um, it just seems to be the same old cycle, doesn't it? But on the other hand, how many must-win games do we go and lose? <laughs> it's, it seems like every must-win game. Pretty, pretty much to order, man. That's the kiss of death. It's the kiss of death to have a must-win game against relegation rivals, and then give us an away game at a fairly decent opponent, and we seem to pull off a result. So I, I don't know. It's... Um, it, it's mental. Uh, you give them no hope at all, and that's when they go and put out a result. But the must-win games, I mean, Blackpool away, that was... Well, that was a must-win. That, that just, uh, Blackpool away for the last two seasons <laughs> was, was must-win, and we, well, we lost. So. Yeah, I mean, Rotherham's, Rotherham normally come out here with a fairly direct style, and we do struggle. I thought we looked pretty fragile last night, and you're right, Saturday as well. Um, so who knows what to what what, what we're going to get? But um, where's your stand? Just to sum it all up, I mean, you, you, you're pretty clear there. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you'd want Holloway gone ASAP, Matt. Would you? Would you? Would you sack him? Would you keep him? Um, End of the season? What, where where'd you I'm stand, not, mate? I've, I think I've I think I've run out of patience with him. I think um, I, I, like I said earlier on how to fun. I think I think this group of players, both the first lot that he had at the start of the season that he said was good enough to keep us up yeah. and the, the lot that he's got now I think both of them are good enough to keep us up and I know there's not a lot of goals on the side but I think if players knew what they were doing I think they'd stand a lot more chance of staying up and, and he played a consistent side and players got a chance to get an understanding with each other and, and actually play together week in week out, week out. Um, I think this side and the last side was more than good enough to stay up. But I think the way it was handled with players coming in and out, um, I think the way that, um, that, that the formation changes every week, um, that no no players can get an understanding of each other. Uh, the contract situation was an absolute fast. I yeah. can't believe Andy Ambler even thought that was a good situation. Um, but, I, I mean, the, I think the whole thing, the way Ian Holloway... Managers, the whole thing is summed up by slagging off Guay last week for being fat. Guay yeah. last week for being too fat, and then the day after, my dad sent me a picture of Builder Power Taylor signed online. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Who the fuck is this? Sign a darts player. <laughs> Someone put on Twitter last last night the Magai Gray diet is a miracle diet because you can go on Saturday from being over the body fat limit to Tuesday <laughs> night you're good enough to take part in a professional sports event. What what diet that must be, mate? <laughs> That's no. exactly what someone behind me said. He said, uh, what's he done? Stuck him in a cupboard for a while. He's done that on full 
Oh Jesus, you've got to laugh. You've got to laugh, mate. Otherwise, you really, you really <laughs> you will laugh, cry. cry. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Listen, mate, that's fantastic, fantastic stuff, mate. I really appreciate right. your time, mate. Um, we're going to be Excuse right me. back. I, I would get a result on Saturday. I'd be crazy wrong. Well, I'm, I'm going. I'm going up there. So um, you know, uh, pity me. Um, and hopefully, I'll be reporting <laughs> after these messages. I'll be reporting from 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 Rotherham's New York Stadium. Not the New York Giants, the, the New yeah, York the New, New York, York Rotherham. So um, we'll be back after these messages. Achtung, Mailball. Well, what can be said about last night? Oh, God, oh, dear. Ah, um, what can be said? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. What's... First, um, I thought, first 40 minutes, I thought they played quite well. We played some nice stuff. Gregory, I don't think he could score with Jordan. Don't think he's going to make it. I know they think he's uh, going to do it, but I just don't think so. Um stick to a uh, bit of electricity work if I was in, uh, not up to it. Um, we've got to spend some more money, but um, we, we've got people like Abdul, who's a god on house of fun. They absolutely adore him. This was a man, nearly 300 games, has scored four goals, living on the goal he scored at Leeds. How much longer is that going to go on for? Chicken with no head. Although, saying that, the last two games is the best passing I've ever seen for him. So who knows? A very hard working, but um, never a footballer in a million years. Um, Ford. Um, can't understand a word he says. Uh, Mr. Paddyman, um, he didn't have much to do, but all he seems to do now is the ball just seems to fly past him. Needs somebody to uh, back him up. Uh, need. Uh, he, he needs someone to push him on. Otherwise, um, it's going to get worse. Um, Dread in the old third division, I refuse to call it uh, first division, it's just uh, rubbish, it's a third tier, third rate football. Um, I still think we might do it, because one of them are absolutely awful, and um, I hope it's not true, I don't know if this is going to go on, but uh, I believe, I've heard a few little rumours, that if um, it's a very bad display, the, let's just say the South Yorkshire Police could be um, very, very busy. Um, right. Uh, yeah, so disappointing. Um, Holloway, uh, low mass. Um, my mind's gone uh, bank, uh, but their lo- uh, jacket as well. have destroyed our legacy of Omic. It's the easiest place in the country. Um, here's the Ben, help yourself. And any manager uh, that keeps coming out of all this crap about, um, my God, what a, oh, it's such a hard place to come. It's not. It's a piece of piss. It's the easiest place in the UK. Um, they're even killing the crowd now. Um, I, I don't know. But, I mean, they, to be fair, as I say, they did play well for 40 minutes. Um, I sit with a load of moany people, and I'm thinking about moving. Um I think about the West uh, Stand, I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, I was going to go Rotherham, but I, I've, I've changed my mind. Um, just can't can't be bothered at the moment, but I'll be uh, wishing. Um, so um, that's about it. I just thought I'd stick my little penis worth in. And um, away we go. And um, all the best. I hope 
there's little bits to get on anyway. So uh, that's my opinion. Oh, and there's one thing. Lions Live. It's on tomorrow. I know I'm going on a bit now. It's on tomorrow. And they've got Andy Amber on. So uh, cut all the crappy things out, like guessing things, even though I win them a lot. Um, let's not have a prediction game. Who's interested in some bloke from middle of nowhere or whoever, don't know him, uh, thinks the score will be of uh, Norwich versus Barnsworth United or something. Let's have some, let's have all phone calls. Let, let's have people on, like, getting uh, aggressive and putting some things out there, you know. Let, let, let's put some really sort of uh white questions to the, to the two, uh, Mr. Ambler. But um feel very, very sorry for uh, JB. Very, very sorry for him. I mean, I, I think he's a lunatic. He's obviously got... I mean, he, he saved us, I know, but... I mean, I, I find it hard giving a penny to these uh, these uh, these footballers of today. That's all it is, isn't it? But, I mean, as someone said on the um, on one of the message boards, you know, we're, we're, we're like the sort of peasants of this league now. You know what I mean? People are choosing scum football over us, you know? It's all about money. It's the way it's going. It's it's very sad, but I mean, it's my my view is very very controversial. But and I think I'm mad, but I don't care. It's my opinion. I'm in total opinion. I would rather have stayed in at the old den and played in the Vauxhall Conference. What difference is there between the Vauxhall Conference and the third division? Not much, is it? It's just that there's some players that are third rate and getting vastly overpaid. So. You know, I would rather have stayed at the old den, like, you know. And the night games, they're just so depressing, you know. I mean, I used to love them, even when I was a kid, I'd them under lights. Now I just, um, ah, they're they're, they're just depressing, you know. I'm sort of, uh, I come over and I feel like sort of tying the rope up. I mean, it's sort of, uh, I I mean, someone even said to me, I said, they've got a season ticket, but they don't go just to do the bit for the club. They just can't watch it, but... It's all doom and gloom, but one little uh, thing, Rotherham are quite bad, you know. So, um, I mean, they've scored they've had eight goals against them this week. So let's see how many we score. We did score a goal. And there's even people talking about Fabrini and his end product. He's a footballer. A lot of people haven't been used to footballers, then, have they? They 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 thrive on these people that can sort of kick people or they run around all day. He's a footballer with a capital F. He's a great player. Always no end product. What like three hundred games with four goals? Yeah, right. Um, so you know, let's uh, let's let's not get silly. He's a great player. But as I always say, the loan system is a disgrace, and uh, he wouldn't on us if he was on fire. I mean, he, I just feel very sorry for the bloke, you know. But um, after all that, you probably think I'm going to. But I think we might just uh, we might just escape anyway. Enough of my drivel and crap, and uh, you might have even old Les if you ain't pissed his pants on later. I've seen, but I just thought I'd throw my pen at him because I was in the mood. So bye bye. Achtung, Mehlball. Achtung, 
Dong Mill listeners, welcome to the New York Stadium. Not home of the Yankees, not home of the Mets, not home of the Giants, nor anyone other than Rotherham United. It's a big post-industrial landscape outside this as I should say. One of the grimmest um, vistas I've ever had on that very short railway journey from Sheffield down here to Rotherham Central. Um, Chernobyl, I think, compared to the Eastern Ukraine war zone. It certainly um, has, has the air of abandonment and industrial decline, let's just say that. Well, here we are at Rotherham. Um, we're going to be following a game in our normal styling. I'm high up in the on the back row of the away fans' end at this quite nice stadium, actually. It's, it's brand new. Um, anyone that ever travelled to the old Millmore Stadium um, will remember that as being akin to the Will Tappers and Shanta Social Club. Um, but this is really quite nice. Um, kind of a unified one-tier stadium all the way round, enclosed, nice bright floodlights, all very new and spanking in a town that knows a thing or two about such matters, listeners. Um, team news, apparently Mill unchanged from in the week. The um, abysmal result on, on Tuesday night, uh, we, we feel the same side. So we can, um, we can but pray, can't we? If there is a God, and I'm not too convinced there is, if there is a God, uh, perhaps we, haven't hoped, we have to hope we haven't wronged him too much because we need three points here today. Otherwise, I do rather fear for our season, listeners. Anyway, we shall rejoin the action in play. Good mill turnout, listeners. Supposed to be 1,400 up here today. Um, it certainly looks and feels like a strong away showing, and they're going to get behind the Lions. It's like the Lions can produce something for them too for us to get behind, because God alone knows we need it, listeners. So, a real line up then. We've got David Ford in goal in central defence. Josh Huyvelt, Alan Dunn on the right, Jimmy Abdu, and David, what's his name? Matt Harding, Matthew Harding, David Harding, Len Harding, Albert Harding, whatever his name is on the right, on the left. In front of them, we've got Tong and Williams, then the front three, Wolford, Fabrini, Gary Taylor, Fletcher. Then right up front now, Lee Gregory to lead the line and hopefully score the goals and produce a, a repeat of that first half performance that we had at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Deep irony as Frank Sinatra, Francis Albert's version of New York, New York, blares out across what is at best a blasted-looking town full of hollow-eyed, gaunt-looking individuals. Away we go, listeners. We were attacking the far end, the KCM recycling stand. Um, I, I was going to name it the Peter Sutcliffe end, uh, or the child abuse end, perhaps, I don't know. That may be a little bit incorrect. I might have to delete that bit. And straight onto the attack. Poor ball forward to by Lee Gregory. Very much a relegation shootout for you listeners. It's, it's a spaghetti western shootout deep in deep Yorkshire, South Yorkshire country. Town full of pedos, the Mill support says. So a little ripple of applause from the Rotherham fans. Probably never heard that one before, I guess. Here come Rotherham on the attack. They've got a blonde striker wide left. It's pulled into the Mill penalty area. The blonde bloke's on the penalty spot, shown by three Mill yellow shirts. And Mill draw the free kick. Early chance there. How long? Four minutes, five minutes on the clock. Wiring moment there. But all, it all ended well. So don't worry. Calm down. Fantastic the way supporting, ladies and gentlemen. How many clubs in our in our having had our season in our circumstances would bring 1,400 blokes for a big piss up up to South Yorkshire to sing abusive songs about paedophiles, murderers, and failed 
disgraced ex-DJs. Not many, not many. Another robber and attack going on here, listeners. Dispossessed by Josh, no, by, by Roger Tong. Roger Tong, who the fuck's Roger Tong? It's Michael Tong. Roger Tong was um, Sandy out of Crossroads, donkeys years ago. Older listeners will know who I'm talking about. Grimly will know who I'm talking about. Younger listeners are going to have to look that one up if they are so minded as it is. It's a Rotherham free kick. Um, just left, just right of the D. About two yards outside the penalty area. Opportunity for a dead ball shot on goal, listeners. This is dodgy. Here we go. Bomblock shoots, it's on target, and powering away by David Fall. Well done, David Fall. That was on target. Not massively powerful, but on target and placed well. Well saved. Just notice from a distance, Ian Holloway very closely resembles from a distance Andy Ambler in the, in the sense that they're both short and bald men. Um, I'm wondering whether they are in actual fact one and the same person, and that Mill was saving wages by employing one person, namely Andy Ambler, who masquerades as Ian Holloway for media purposes. I, I think we should be told, maybe we should, someone should bring it into Lions Live or something like that. Rotherham on the attack again, so it's going to go for a goal kick, surely. We'll give a corner. Ooh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, 12 minutes, and Blondie's going to take the corner again. A lot of Millwall pressure with sustaining, a lot of dead balls, a lot of ball at our end of the, of the pitch. It's a low one. It's a, Rebounds off the mill defence and loose back to Blonde's bloke. Mill headed away. We need to keep the ball and retain it for a little while. Long ball into our penalty area, headed away, but we're looking a little bit shaky. 15th minute approaching. Mill has taken a lot of pressure, but really created much going forwards as yet. We've taken it and it's still nil-nil. 15 minutes. Oh, yes. Let your children down. <laughs> oh dear, we had that on the train coming down here. Fantastic. Millwall away. It's like the last time that the locals saw anything like this was when Harold Hardrada turned up with his army of Norwegians to try and wrest the crown from the Anglo-Saxon king, Harold. And they got bashed up. Mind you, no one talks about the fact that we then got bashed up by the Frenchies down at Hastings. So we talk about 1066 listeners, of course. This is 2015, and we need a bit of a, a bit of the same spirit as old Harold, King Harold showed that day. We had to march all the way back down the other end of the country to face down the Normans, and Dan nearly won it. Apart from the fact he got an arrow in the eye and got killed. Anyway, we won't dwell on that. So far, Mill not showing a huge amount of shape going forwards. Not Rotherham still on the attack, incidentally. Another ball forwards, headed away. Balls are coming into us, fit them fast, and we're, we're kind of clearing them, but it's going straight back to Rodham, who then relaunch another attack. They come down by the, on the side, nicely dispossessed by Gregory, who concedes it. Nice challenge. Well done, Lee Gregory. Done well there. Getting a ripple of applause from the crowd off of that challenge. That was good stuff. Mill not really retaining the ball so far, listeners. Coming up for just short of 20 minutes as I'm speaking. I, did, I didn't put my beloved stopwatch on today because I'm actually recording this on the iPhone. So too many things going on for me, I can't handle so much technology. So I'm going by my old-fashioned watch, so it's roughly coming for the 20th minute. I've to make do. Sorry, tune in to someone else if you want accurate reporting. I can't We're on the attack, down the far end, down at the Peter Sutcliffe end. In comes the ball from Sean Williams, trying to find Taylor Fletcher, hits it back. Ball bouncing around, it's a goal! Goal! 1-0 Millwall! 
Vassell from this distance. Long ball flowing into the penalty area, headed back from Taylor Fletcher. Can't tell you who scored the goal. Let's check. 1 0 Mill. Who got the goal? Achtung, Mailball. Due to a technical issue, basically I fucked up the recording app. We rejoined the game at halftime. Well, apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure how much I've actually managed to record on my iPhone in the first half. Big story is Emil leading 1-0 at the half-time break. Um, a goal by Martin Walford in probably about 10-15 um, minutes into the game. Um, good performance by Mill. We're containing Rotherham quite well. They've been under a lot of pressure so far. Um, Rotherham looked a very direct side coming at us. Uh, what else to say on that first half performance? It's, it's been a good all-round team performance. Up front, Lee Gregg has been given, given very little service. Doing a lot of physical work, nevertheless, but minimal service. Um, second half, it's really going to be a, a contain. It's all about the result today, listeners. So fingers crossed for that second half. Here comes Rotherham. With some rather, given the, the history of the area and the, and the kind of issues of this South Yorkshire district, some very young-looking drum majorette girls pom-pomming them onto the, onto the field. I'm not sure I would have chosen that were I rather than CEO, but we what do I know? Here come the Lions. They've done really well in that first half. We've got the goal. We've got ourselves critically in front. We're holding on to a 1-0 lead at half-time. Um, at times, defending has looked a little bit um, every man for himself, last-ditch stand stuff, but we're hanging on. And the second half will be a long 45 minutes, but we've done well to get to this stage. So, um, fingers crossed, listeners. Away we go, second half underway. Rotherham attacking the Peter Sutcliffe end. Down far away from the away end. We are in whatever this stands called, the New York end or something like that, I would imagine. The Giants end, the Yankees end. A lot of pressure in that first half from Rotherham on the Millwood goal. A lot of possession for the red-shirted Millers, I think they're called. Um, no clear-cut chances for them, but a huge amounts of possession conceded by the Lions. We, of course, have that valuable, that vital, that pristine one-goal lead. Can we retain it as the second half unfolds, we shall see. Rotherham straight onto the attack as the, as the half begins. Coming down the left-hand side, cut back to the 18. Long, high, looping cross, the 27 at the far post. It's bobbing around the middle perimeter area. Shot on goal, it's a goal. Fuck it. One each. Move into the first half, second half. Fuck it. Probably deflected shot from distance. One all. Mill need to keep it together now. That in the first half, Rotherham very direct, very, very strong side coming at us with no end product. That's the, that's their first shot on goal. It's gone in the net via the reflection. We just played the ball straight after the kickoff off for Furry. We need to keep our, our, our uh, structure and our senses. Rotherham back on the attack, coming down the right hand side. Is the eleven. We're not singing anymore as the Rotherham fans are singing at us. Ball back on the halfway line. It's an early blow, listeners, for Millwall. A couple of opportunities in the first, kind of half chances more than anything else for Lee Gregory, but not able to pull the trigger on either. Uh, the shot itself was a long-range effort from uh, Martin Walford, as we found out in the end. All over the top, they're trying to find Gregory. It's a Millwall throw. We're a physical, direct, basic side, Rotherham, and we've contained it quite nicely in that first half. But that's going to be the task that we have for second now, and they will have their tails up, having got that early goal. 
quickly. Rather than just start to stretch play a little bit, listeners. Doesn't bode well, does it? It really is a grim little town. I mean, the, the railway line took us from Sheffield down to this place, Rotherham. Um, there's a railway from out of the third world, really. Here comes Taylor Fletcher into the box. He, he retains possession. Can he get a shot on goal? He can't. It's the last man in the way there. Lovely little dribble there from Taylor Fletcher on goal. Grim-looking place. I mean, the, the stadium itself is quite a nice stadium. It's uh, brand new, spanking. It's a bit like a huge sports direct emporium for me outside, but it's quite nice inside, quite light, airy. Floodlet, there's Taylor Fletcher, plays it to Fabrini, looking for Fabrini do, a little bit of magic, it's on the wide left-hand side, I'm looking, what can he do, he's checking it, it's across, it's off the line, oh fuck, from Walford, off the line, headed, headed that chance, opportunity mill corner now, Fabrini down in front of us, Sean Williams is going to take it, Mill carving out a good chance there, it's headed, headed down by Taylor Fletcher off the line. In, it's deeper towards Alan Dunn at the far post. Goal's clear. There's a start looking steeple on the horizon as we look from this high. It's quite a high, steep stadium. Looking out across the, uh, the environs of, of Rotherham, there's a, a single church on the horizon, like a single spire, like a, a gnarled finger pointing at the sky in a harsh landscape. Yes, it's that grim out there. There's some really quite skaggy looking people on the walk down from the station down to the Stadium here, um, from staring at you like you, you, you like the, the cargo cult islanders might stare at the arrival of the Americans in the Second World War when they dropped their accidentally dropped their cargo on some Pacific island and all the islanders started worshiping, worshiping them as gods. It's that kind of idea, I feel, you know. So it is. Fuller comes in for Taylor Fletcher. 57 minutes gone. I'll tell you what, as grim as it is, league position-wise and playing-wise, squad-wise, you name it, life could be a lot worse, listen, wherever you are. This is a global show, it goes all around the world. Yucatan to Milan, from Bombay to Santa Fe, I think I've said that line before, but we get a lot of listeners from all over the world. You thank your lucky stars when you go to bed tonight and you don't live and you weren't born in Rotherham, South Yorkshire. It's the grimmest of places, it really is, listen. So wherever you are, wherever you're doing, you're a Millwall fan, as hard as it is, we know it's hard, but blimey, you actually won the lottery of life by being a Millwall fan, as Dr Johnson once said. But it could be worse, you could come from Rotherham. The ball floated in, but David falls into one of his madhouse moments, he's made a, a dash over on the right-hand side, the cross was blocked, thankfully, because the fall was well overcommitted, over by the uh, right-hand corner flag there, one of his rushes above the head, still one all, let's not forget that, we're not out of the game yet. We're very much, um, as we were for large slices in the first half, under a cross at the moment. on the attack, 24, over on the far left of the North penalty area. Floats a ball in, it deflects over, it's going to be another corner. I don't want to know what the corner count's been in this game, listeners. We've conceded a lot of possession, a lot of dead ball to Rotherham. Yet another one coming up now. Another opportunity to float the ball into the centre of the mill defence and we, we look like we cling on a little bit when, when it does come across here, it comes in, it's on goal, 2-1, you do get a sense that that is that, mill fans filing for the exits below me, Straightforward. We can't keep conceded corner on corner on corner. 
Every time the ball's come into the central part of defence, we've looked like we're on the edge of a nervous breakdown. And in the end, that amount of pressure tells on you, doesn't it, listeners? Got a full military might, the South Yorkshire police lined up in front of us now. Problems over on the right-hand side, I'm seeing. Over wide right. Kicking off badly over on the right-hand side, and now I'm standing. An old school off, that's what it is, listeners, an old school off. A little bit of hurly-burly. A little bit of hurly-burly. Five-inch jacket, the cop was all over the shop. There's a, a, a unit running down to my right. It's all go, listeners, it's all go. Like a twin front attack going on here. <laughs> I'm standing, it's over on the right-hand side. There's a, there's, a, there's a kicking off over on the right. There's a, quite a large group of high-vis coppers and stewards. Something's going on over there. And we've got a rather less... Um, the, the lesser of the two situations to my left. That's what's going on the field of play. It's the most exciting I've had all afternoon, apart from with a goal winning, briefly. Where's this leave us, listeners? Two run down. We're not completely down and out. I think we're effectively down and out. I know that some have questioned the, um, you know, wouldn't want to be in the trenches with you, that kind of idea. But honestly, at the moment, it's hard to see how we're gonna, where we're going to get a win from now. I think we're going to have a chance to, today. We're going to have a chance on Tuesday night. We've blown both. Like Clint Eastwood said in the, in the old spaghetti wrestlers, order up two coffins, order up a Millwall coffin. It's the 45th minute on my clock. I don't know how much extra time's going to get played. Can't see there being much, to be honest. There's a real full scale off going on at my left there. Stewards and, and um, Herbert's mixing it. Coppers with crash helmets in there as well. Copper wielding a bat on with liberal, liberal intent over to my left. He's up against some serious players there. I think one or two of these blokes don't get flying with a bat on. Train journey home's going to be a laugh, isn't it? It's gone a bit quieter now. There's a tactical withdrawal on both sides of it. I think the UN have been called in and peace talks have arranged that everyone steps back five yards on both sides. Because we haven't got enough on our plate, have we? We're staring at relegation. We've got a squad that clearly isn't good enough for the championship. We've got a manager who's insane. A club administration that uh, takes deals from companies that don't exist for sponsorship. I feel sorry for the chairman. I feel sorry for John Berylson. He's invested a lot of money. He's a good-hearted man. And it, I, you just wonder where it leaves us. Honestly, I, I don't know. Last few agonising seconds of a long second half, listeners. What can you say? There it is. Over on 2 0 1. Locals are ecstatic. It's the best news I've had since the, uh, the local sex gang got nicked. Where does it leave us? I don't know. I don't know. I think we are staring down the barrel. I don't think we have the ammunition to survive in this level, at this level, in this league. Um, relegation now looks, a, uh, for me, a certainty. I know there's still games to go. I, I, I don't believe in it. I don't believe that we. We have the, um, the tactical nous, the, the physicality. We don't have the skill to survive at this level. We, we won ourselves an opportunity and we failed. Let's be honest with you today, we failed it. Generally speaking, we failed. There it is. Sayonara. The end of the line. Long trip home from Rotherham. Good night.
Achtung, Mehlball. fucking cunts, managed by a cunt, all playing like cunts, and I'm a cunt for actually fucking listening to them. Cunts. Hello, Nick. Deezer here. I uh, just wanted to say, is uh, Millwall's third official, third poshest fan, and a known lover, not flighter, um, I thoroughly approved of uh, all the aggro today. And I uh, want to see more of it, especially if they're playing as shit as that, because it's much more fun than watching what's going on on the pitch. It's uh, funny how the Rotherham fans instantly pulled the uh, scaring young children card when uh, they've been doing it for fucking years, haven't they? Anyway, yeah, good day out, despite the shitty fucking results, shitty weather. Uh, and all the way, he's got to go, isn't he? See ya. Big welcome on the show, Craig Griffiths. Thanks for coming on the show this morning, Craig. No problem. I was just saying to you, it feels a little bit like um, the aftermath of a, of a wedding party brawl, doesn't it? Um, everyone's had a heavy night, everyone's pissed up, but no one's happy, you know. Yeah, it's 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 got that it's got that feeling as if this that was the yesterday was the final where the the final people who had hope uh, lost it. Yeah, and I, everyone sort of it feels more like the day after we've been relegated. Than, I, than anything. I include myself in that category. I, 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 I didn't, hadn't truly inside given up hope until yesterday, um, and and now I have. Um, you know, some might say that's disloyal. I don't know, but I just can't see. We haven't got the ammunition, Craig. We haven't got the firepower. We can't fire our way out of this problem. No, I, I, I res- resigned myself to the fact we were going down last week um, when we couldn't win. Um, like the game at home, that was it. Yeah, I mean, News at Dan describes it as a catastrophic defeat. Yes, it's been a catastrophic week, really. I mean, we 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 scratched a point against Fulham last Saturday. Um, Tuesday night was a disaster, that's a disaster, because we actually played quite well to start off in that game and then blew it. So yeah. that, that's the first mark of a relegation-bound side, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Play well and get beaten. Uh, and yesterday, no, I mean. Uh, uh, I just played the live the live section that I did yesterday. Um, we we weren't exactly in control of the game, but we were holding a lead, and we were <clears throat> up until the equaliser. We were doing a job of containing them. After that, it was it was a collapse from that point onwards. Really, yeah. Holloway almost seemed to feel victorious in that we were up against it against fellow relegation strugglers. Just because we were one nil up, I I think that you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't say well we were playing really well, we didn't deserve to lose. So I'm really happy with that, and then play where we probably did deserve to lose, but be one new up and say, well, you know, you're happy with that as well. It's, it just doesn't. It's another one of his contradictions he, he keeps coming up with. Of which, of which there are many. Um, yeah. Of which there are many. I mean, for me, 
Rotherham were well a, a basic side. I mean, they, they don't aspire to much in in the football realm of um, you know, they're not making their mark in the beautiful game's history. But they were physical, direct, and they had willpower. Craig, um, they were a goal behind in a relegation dogfight at home. And they had the balls to fight back and, and 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 get the win, and that's what we don't have. We don't have we don't have the balls for that kind of fight back and that kind of. Um, it's like being in a fight, isn't it? You know, one of you is going to yeah. walk away, and you just will not accept the fact it's going it's not going to be you. Yeah, um, well, the interesting thing was Holloway said that their front six uh, pressed all game, and you know, if you can get past them, then then you've got a chance to beat them. Number one. We obviously didn't get past them enough. Um, but number two, why why is a team like Rotherham, who have just come up, um, who you know d- haven't been to Portugal for their fitness regime and you know probably been tested on their body fat percentages, why are they able to press uh, six men up the pitch for uh. an entire game and and yet Holloway's you know great tactical masterminds isn't. So called. I mean, I, I, I would guess that <clears throat> that's probably the same, largely the same group of players that fought their way up from League One last season. They still have a hunger and a desire to go as far as they can at this level, I'd guess. And in Steve Evans, as, as, as portly a chap as he is and as easy a target he is for abuse, they, they have a manager that knows what is required to, to scrap in the bottom six of the, of the championship. I don't think we do. We, we clearly don't have the players nor manager that, that knows what to do in this situation. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it um, yesterday and thinking, you know, the key that people preach, and I, I preach this as well in terms of management, when Steve Lomas was manager as well, is that, you know, the key we had with Kenny was that stability was was our, you know, was, yeah. was a great thing for us. It was a, That's how sides do well. They, they have a stable management. The problem is we're trying to attain stability with an unstable manager. Agree. Yeah, totally unstable manager. I mean, he's, he's speaking to news at dinner after yesterday's debacle. He says, I've got to do what's right for the club. And just reading some of the, you know, the reports, uh, the interviews post-match, you do start to get a sense of resignation. Not, not, not employment resignation, but resignation within him that he knows the game is up. Mm, yeah, that's that. That was the other telling thing yesterday, wasn't it? Is he he now knows? Again, he talked about his, you know, my rep. I've, you know, my record, and I think he's starting to realise that his record means fuck all. It means now. jack jack shit. I mean, yeah. let's, let's have a look at his record as well. I mean, it's just over a year since he arrived, Craig. It's January last year that he, he came into some fanfare, didn't he? I mean, uh, mm. I I. I Include myself. I was quite happy with his appointment. I thought we'd acquired a uh, a personality manager that would um, lead us to better things, whatever that might have looked like. I don't know, but he's, he's been a he's, he's been the biggest failure at Millwall, arguably since the signing of the Russians in the nineties, and possibly going, going before that. The, high, the highest profile. Less vodka as well. <laughs> Maybe consumed by the fans instead. I think I think I think the fans might have had a few yeah. yesterday, mate. That's that's for sure. It's been a strange period. I mean, you know, we've got a colourful history, Millwall. Um, it's been a very strange period in our history because he, he I, I can't call him anything other than a failure as as a manager. I mean, we had that run to save ourselves last season, but as Lord Kitchener made a good point last week, you you do have to look at the opposition and and the circumstances that they were in, and that maybe takes account of that unbeaten run. It wasn't managerial genius, was it? Well, it, you know, it, it it might have, to an extent, been a, a bit of bit of genius. But then I think it was after the Ipswich game that was when it started changing five players every game. So that's when the hinges came off. There's there's nothing to say that if he'd steady kept the ship steady, we wouldn't have at least been sort of 
17th, you know, I don't know, somewhere lower <clears> the <throat> table. But Holloway, if you take any positives away, he has pointed out flaws, which I think a lot of people knew, but is now being said by what people consider an experienced manager, you know, with regards to the handling of players like our youth players, John Marquis, the the actual <clears throat> lack of vision for the club, which I put down to um, Andy Ambler more than anything, because he's the ever-present in this entire time. Um, and since Jacket has gone, there's been no vision for the club. There's been no, no. cohesion. The only thing that's been going right has been the youth setup. Um, and for me, that does that mean we we put uh, Fitzgerald overseeing the operations of the whole club because he he must have a vision of how he wants his kids to play and how he wants the clubs to, club to play and the overall vision. Do similar to what um, Warburton did with Brentford. Warburton had created a system in Brentford where he. Uh, as a sport, as a football director, he had Uwe Rostor as his manager, but yeah. where he, they set out over a couple of years, they had it from top to bottom. That club was run so that if any piece went missing, they could re- have a ready-made replacement. Swansea and Southampton have done the same. You know, Mark Wolverton stepped down. Um, you saw with Swansea, they've had a, a replacement that has taken them forward every single time. They went from Jacket to Martinez to Rogers uh, to Loudrup. Um, and then Gary Monk is still doing a great job and no one thought that would happen. No, that's true. Um, but that's all to do with the overall management of the club and Ambler, for me, is a glorified accountant. And the only reason he got a reputation is because he was an accountant for a billionaire and now fired at Fulham. You, you do need to look at these these models. These, these are all small clubs that you've mentioned there, but are small-time clubs. Swansea, Southampton slightly larger, but uh, Brentford, probably an equal kind of size club to us. There, there, there does seem to be a model now... For small-time outfits like Millwall, because that's what we are, um, that gives you a route forwards. If it may not produce uh, success in the short term, but it it offers a way towards it, and that's what we, we we don't have. We don't we don't have anyone in charge that seems to know what what they want their club to be or, or where we are even headed. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Holloway was the answer to that because he yeah. once again yeah. he spoke a good game and and he had me fooled. You know he he said all the right things. Yeah, and then you find out that you know our scouting system consists of one man. Um, <laughs> you know, one man and hopefully a phone call from some of the fans when they've seen a kid playing down the park. Who, who knows? Um, oh dear, what a day! What a morning! It's it was it was a shambles in the end up there. I mean, it it, it was a strange performance in many respects until the, their equalising goal. I, I, I thought we, we were in with a chance of nicking it. We, we weren't going to deserve it. We were under the pressure, under under the cosh. But we were in with a shout. And then as soon as they equalised, almost as the second half began, it was it was game up. It was just relentless pressure from there onwards, Craig. Um, and we don't we don't we don't have the the iron. We don't have the steel, do we? This is a collection of players going back to the management that are you know they're, they're kind of higher purchase players, aren't they? They're only here for a little while. Well, that's the thing, and I. I had to do some research on this. I did, did it a couple of uh, days ago. But were you aware that Ben May got ten goals in the championship the season we went down? That's I, Ben Ben May ben of B and Q toilet infamy. They're, they're working at Ebbsfleet and, um, uh, on, on the turnstiles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what is it? David David Tuttle managed to get ten goals. Yeah, out of Ben May and uh, you know Holloway can't seem to get ten goals out of all strikers he's purchased put together. No, no. Um, I mean, this takes us to the heart of the matter. I mean, it, we, we, we've got to be talking about the post-Holloway 
era because I can't see him. If, he, he may survive this weekend. We've got two tough games. We've got Borough away. I, we're not going to get Jack out of that game. And then we're facing Norwich City at home next Saturday, who are, as I'm looking at the table here, this in sixth spot. They've got a, a local derby against Ipswich. And a fairly free scoring side. They've got a goal difference of plus 27. And we've got minus 23, Craig. I, I can see it being a goal fest based on well, your, yesterday's show. Lewis Graben alone could probably... Yeah, take us down. So it's it's a bit it, interesting to see if he turns up. But um... we had a few argy bargy moments yesterday in the crowd. I mean, you do wonder about the car park, a post-match car park. If we get slaughtered next week, the 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 world starts to come crashing down around our ears. I, if I were John Barrelson, uh, I'm not. If I were John Barrelson, I would sit down hard with Ian Holloway today and say, Ian, the game's up, mate. We can't carry on like this. It's time to go. Would you? Where would you play it, Craig? Would you? I know you've you've spoken before about his American um, loyalty, um, which is yeah, he, he has. So this American loyalty I always talk about is is in American sports. They generally invest in a in a in a coach, but they do it in a coach and a, a general manager setup. So it would be Andy Ambler and Holloway in this instance, and they invest because in American sports, possibly because there's no relegation in American sports, but they do it and owners tend to be loyal they tend to stick to, to to failing coaches for at least a couple of seasons to see if they're building the foundations to turn it around yeah but and i again all the way through the season i was still you know even if we went down i decided that holloway was the guy i wanted to um rebuild take, yeah. yeah rebuild but yeah i think now we need to start searching now whether holloway stays till the end of the season or not we need to start looking now um i mean some people mentioned warburton because he's not going to be at brentford that yeah. that could be an interesting shout yeah um i wouldn't want i know some people mentioned mcdermott but i think we might need to go outside of the merry-go-round and yeah. get someone hungry get someone unknown um and you know get someone not with uh, possibly a little experience but um Someone who's got a bit of passion, a bit of, and a bit, someone who thinks a bit differently and who wants to build the club. And, and with that, it's not just Holloway I would change, I would also change Ambler and, you know, other aspects of the club as well, because it needs to be a complete paradigm shift. A year zero almost, yeah. Exactly. If we're going to go look at the things that are positive in the club, I would possibly base or work with the people that are doing the good things. So I'd work with Scott Fitzgerald, David Livermore. Uh, Neil Harris, I would work with them because they they seem to be getting stuff right. They seem to be producing the goods. Interesting. I mean, they're Millwall men as well, of course. Um, what Mark Walburton is an interesting call because he, he is to a degree an outsider, isn't he? He made his money in in the city uh, and then ch- kind of chose football as a you know once he's established financially, he's, he's chosen football as a as a kind of a, a second career almost, and has clearly made a success of himself at Brentford although his payback for that is to be is to be be relinquished but um that's football I guess but that would be you're right someone that needs to come in and see the big picture what what are we what what's the point of Millwall almost you know and and, and start from scratch yeah and I think actually with regards to Brentford's decision when, when I've read about it and I was reading about Swansea as well <laughs> is that they seem to make the decision about Warburton because they didn't want any speculation to destabilize the club there was a bit about um him not having the same sort of ideas about spending. But I think part of it will be that he is being pitched that he's going to go somewhere else. So if they cut ties, and Swansea did it with Loundrop, he, he kept getting linked to all different jobs. So they said, we're going to cut ties and 
go with someone who's probably going to stay with us for another couple of years. So There's a certain kind of crystalline ruthlessness to these kinds of decisions, which we, we lack. Um, Mill's a sentimental club in many respects. I mean, it's, it's our strength and our weakness wrapped up into one. But to, to tell a manager that's had been a success that you're going to be gone at the end of the season because we want to build on the success that you've created, mm. there's an admirable... I don't know. There's a there's a kind of a cruel beauty to it, isn't there? It's, uh, I just can't imagine us going down that kind of road based on our history. But it's it's the kind of thing we need to aspire to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people, a lot of people, and possibly you know, in hindsight, they might have been wise people that said, you know, when we were doing well, but maybe not as well as we could have been under Kenny Jacket. Yeah. Is that is that as far it will take us? Do we need to look elsewhere? Swansea being the analogy, because Swansea did they 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 did fire him when they were looking to move onwards from what he'd built, and um, we we didn't. Um, sentiment ruled, and and here we are. If the management is sorted out, if the club is sorted out, there are. Hope springs eternal for the club because yeah. we currently have one striker in League Two who is well. I don't even know if he's a striker. I thought he was a winger, but he seems to be scoring for fun. Um, Fred Onyedim, a very talented kid, impressed me when 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 he came into the side. Clearly, in, in my opinion, I'm not a football man, but clearly with the X factor, I think the kid will go go the distance. Um, John Marquis at Gillingham Craig, um, released from the shackles of of, of of the burden of being a Millwall player in the, within the Millwall structure, starts scoring freely and easily for Gillingham. Absolutely, I think possibly evidence of one of Kenny Jacket's failures in in not nurturing it. One thing that. Holloway pointed out is that Marquis is a, is a kid that should have been on loan. We kept him. We kept him on to try and sort of support, you know, however yeah. many strikers we had, but never played him. Yeah. When he he would have got the experience, you know, better better experience if he'd been loaned out, and he's now reaping the benefits of that. Yeah. I think he's gone. From the sounds of it, there's no hope of him of him coming back. Perhaps if there's a if there's a if there's a sea change, he'll be more interested if someone has him in his plans. But. Um, yeah, it would be an interesting, interesting period ahead of us. I, personally, personally, I think Holloway's moment went yesterday, and for the for the sake of the club, uh, as, as and as much as it will mean that we accept relegation, the boil needs to be launched now. Um, lose him, put Harris and Fitzgerald in, in charge for the remainder of the season. Accept that we're going to get relegated and take a cooler, longer term view of what this club is and what it should be and what its purpose in life is. Now's the time, John Berrelson, if you're listening. <laughs> um, we, we don't offer much in the way of um, solace on this show, do we, Craig? It's um, it's a tough situation. No. Just looking at the league table, um, we're, we're six points, effectively seven points adrift with the minus 23 uh, goal difference and 12 games to go. I, I, I do think that's it now. Well, I think we need to win... Uh, do we need to win more games... For the remainder of the season that we've ever won, that we've, than we've currently actually won, something like that. It's it's like a ridiculous number of games we need to win to get to fifty points, which it's at least going to be fifty points. Looking at teams above us, some are already near forty. So, yeah, I, I think we could well be. I think we could well be going down even if we get fifty points, which I don't think we will. We deserve to be going down, Craig. I, I mean, I, I said this on a, in a, a tweet yesterday. Uh, we don't deserve to survive. Uh, the fans deserve more than what they got over the course of this season. But the team, the club and the structure and the administration deserve what's going to come their way. It's The, the league table is a cruel mistress. It, it shows you where you are in, in relation to other clubs and we are third from bottom. And we deserve, deserve to be there. Yeah, well, 
I have to say, a lot of people have, have said that our fans are a bit tame, but actually I think they've been the most patient than we've been possibly and that's that's a we got a sedative effect from Kenny Jacket in that we decided we would give more managers time um, and I think uh, Lomas not so much but certainly no. Holloway has been given every opportunity you know the support that the team got after the uh, transfer window that you know that hole when we had the new team out yeah the fact that we had 1300 go to somewhere you know Rotherham's not the nicest place in the world. Believe me, Craig, it's not the nicest place in the world. That's that's for um, sure. And the treatment that our fans get is <clears throat> disgusting. I'm 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 almost more than sure that that not that you know you excuse any sort of behaviour, but you know the the treatment by police of 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 football fans as if you know we're Russian rebels trying yeah. to invade Ukraine <laughs> is uh, you know it's unbelievable. quite something to behold. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, Craig. Really appreciate it. Sunday morning. Um, That's all right. If you want any more therapy, uh, I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you a call later. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your day, mate. Thanks, thanks yeah, for coming on the show. No Take care, Craig. Speak soon. Bye bye. You've been listening to Achtoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall news this week, and we are out of here.